So Limey and the Yank are gonna rock your day All the way from England to the USA The great song debate from yesterday and today The Limey and the Yank are gonna rock your way Spreading the love, spreading the joy With the music we play You know, we think is Nashville, who I, I love. Have you have you visited Nashville? Oh yeah, yeah. I used to live just an hour away. Oh man, I tell you, Holly and I, we had the best vacation in Nashville that we've ever had, and I want to go back. And if it wasn't for being around the grandkids and living here, I would want to be in Nashville because. The atmosphere, how they develop that music, and it's just like unbelievable. It's just like one of the most beautiful places that I've ever been, buddy. And it's amazing, isn't you know, it? Yeah. It's funny, we think in Nashville, but it's the birthplace of country music, they say, the museum they got there, 1925 country music, uh, fiddled these of the convict fiddles convention and but then when radio set in 1930s and 1940s it really took off because we invented radio <laughs> do i sound like jed clampett i don't know if i could ever sound like jed clampett i don't know i'm i'm hearing somebody else um, in that yeah you're so doing good she, <laughs> All right. Do you want to jump into? Um, I'd yeah. like to take just a moment and talk about country at this point in history, because 1930s and 40s, we're going into World War II. We've just come out of the Dust Bowl. A lot of people have lost their homes, lost their farms, have been displaced. There, a lot of people, you know, the man would have to leave his family behind to go find work somewhere else in the country. And during this time, we have a split in music, in country music, where we have a lot of the traditional folk stuff and some of that talks about struggle, but then we have folks like Woody Guthrie that are straight up going to political protest music and they're using country to sing songs about hard times or things that are more specific to the everyday working Joe that they felt that country wasn't really hitting on. And the best example of that from Woody Guthrie that everyone knows is this land is your land. That's how country music started. All right, who's this land by your hand? Who's it from? It's This Land Is Your Land, and it's by Woody Guthrie. Who's singing it? Woody Guthrie. So oh, I'm going to take a it. moment and try and, hey, and I'm going to try and do, do this. Some so to, let's do it. Woody Guthrie was a folk singer, and he wrote This Land Is Your Land because on the radio, he kept hearing the song God Bless America, and he felt like that was really not not telling the something that was more relatable so he want wanted this land is your land to be for everybody i love it man this land is for everybody i roamed and rambled and i followed my footsteps to the sparkling sands of her diamond deserts all around me a voice was sounding this land was made for you and me 
<laughs> Isn't that great? A lot of people know the first verse. I thought it'd be fun to give you the second. To, really? I mean, he was one of the pioneers and the best performers that brought into not only great music, but uniting people and becoming America as one. Don't you think, brother? He was absolutely about that. And he got in trouble for it sometimes because some of his thinking oh, your face didn't necessarily fit again. in with the but establishment. But that's a good thing. I'm sorry. You know? You're, you're, you're you talking so over me, so I'm just going to wait, okay? All right. I'm talking about Minnie Pearl. Is she beautiful? Is she awesome? And she was on the Grand Ole Opry for 50 friggin' years, man. So she was making a point, and she... She was becoming an American icon, and I wanted you to play the song, Y'all Come. But you know what? You've got the, I know you got the song lined up for, will the circuit circle be broken? Will the circle be broken? I, I'm going to jump in here for a moment, okay? You got that right. Thanks for putting up with us while we do this. I'll take a moment and share a little bit with you about why country music is special to me. I was born in Texas, but we moved around a lot. And that was, it was a little difficult as a kid growing up to not really have any one particular place. We were in Kansas and Georgia and Massachusetts and Connecticut and Kentucky. Texas was the one steady place for me to go. It was the one consistent place. I'd go there for the summers. I'd spend summers there with my grandparents and aunts and uncles and i'd also go there for christmas and it was really wonderful i had a lot of times where i wasn't just in the big city of dallas or later the big city of houston but i was also out in the countryside because that's where my folks came from and it was kind of neat i had times going out on the farm we had some relatives that lived out in the country and my grandparents also bought and set up their own cattle ranch out in the middle of uh, well let's see first bonham and then terrell and that was just really nice for me. It was it was great to be able to go experience that. I'm not going to tell you a whole bunch of stories here. I'm just going to say I grew up listening to a whole lot of different kinds of country music. And when I started looking into this show, I was just amazed not only at how much I'd already heard, but how much history goes behind it that's before my time. This whole 20th century thing kind of blew me away. There was so much going on back then that was really difficult and people were struggling to get by. And it's a lot like things are going on today at the beginning of the 21st, where people are having a hard time. They're having to take extra work and they're having to travel to find work, that kind of thing. I guess the only difference with 2020 is we've spent a lot more of it at home. But things are going to get better. And I'm proud to say that earlier this week, I got my first of two vaccination shots. I hope everybody's able to get that. It'll take time, but we'll all get there. And hopefully we'll all be safe and we'll be able to be together more often. All right. So in the meantime, <laughs> I think what I'll do is I'll go ahead, in case any of you haven't heard it, we'll give you the first verse of This Land is Your Land while we're waiting. This land is your land and this land is my land in the California the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. As 
As I went a-walking that ribbon of highway, I saw above me that endless skyway, saw below me that golden valley. This land was made for you and me. I roamed and rambled and I followed my footsteps to the sparkling sands of her diamond deserts. All around me a voice was sounding, this land was made for you and me. That's a great song. And he wrote it about the idea that everybody should be able to have a fair share in life and and should be able to be part of the country and able to succeed. And he wrote it because he went through tough times. He had to leave his family behind during the Dust Bowl to go find work. And he ended up in California and he was writing songs and he was writing stories for the newspaper. He was writing opinion pieces and articles and he was big on a lot of political ideas, some of which got him in trouble, but he was willing to do that. And it's kind of interesting because we don't know, or at least I don't know, a whole bunch of the details of what it was like back then. But one of the things that did happen is after the Russian Revolution, there were some folks who thought this whole new new communism thing might be pretty interesting because it was all about being being everybody being equal and taking care of your fellow man. And I won't comment about how all that's ended up today because I think we know that part of the story. But what got Woody in trouble was he looked at those ideas and said, hey, there's change going on over there. I wonder if that's the kind of thing that could help us. And people didn't like that very much because here in America, it slowly got a little bit colder, especially after World War II with the Cold War. And we had a whole period where having anything to do with any sorts of ideas like that would get you in trouble. With luck, we'll be getting Steve back here in a moment. And we'll be able to move on. But yeah, Woody Guthrie, the, the nice thing I'll say about him is whatever he believed, he believed it completely and he was willing to risk everything for it. Oddly enough, he was more successful when he went from California to New York. People just love the idea of country music and, and he brought a lot to it. All right. Are we still live? I, I hope so, but I was boring the pants off of everybody. So, you know, they may have all run away. We'll see. My apologies, folks. From the top of my hat to the bottom of my bola tie. You can hear me? Yeah, and I've been doing a lot of talking, so I'm going to let you do some talking. That's all right, so long as we're connected and people can hear us. Yeah, but I think you so, get a turn. You deserve a turn, so go for it. Tell me what you'd like to do next. I don't know about that, but um, all right, let's jump in because we did all the, the oldies but goodies. And we did we do the uh, mini pearl? I know it's not the song that I requested, but will the circuit uh, circle be broken? Will the circle be broken? Mini pearl came and spoke at my church when I was a kid. I can't believe that. Are you kidding me? Nope. She you was were, so you, charming. She was actually she was funny so, and sweet, uh, and she gave a little little bit of a sermon for us. It was fantastic. She was actually at your church? Yep. You can't be that old. She was there. That is she incredible. Oh, 
that's amazing. That hat, I think it was the, was it 49 cents that she paid for it? Yep, that she had the price tag hanging off her, her hat. It was just in her own. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. And we'll get back into Hee Haw very shortly. But yeah, play that song by Minnie Pearl, buddy. Okay, real quick intro to clarify for, for Steve. It's called Will the Circle Be Unbroken? It's a gospel classic, and this is actually a recording from the show Hee Haw. There's not a lot of recordings of Minnie Pearl singing. So it's actually kind of hard to find, and I couldn't find the song that Steve wanted me to play, and that's why I've got Will the Circle Be Unbroken. All right, here you go. Minnie Pearl doing Will the Circle Be Unbroken. There you go. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. I'll share a little bit of what I learned when I was reading about all this stuff. So we talked about how Jimmy Rogers learned a lot just by working on the railroad and the railroad itself was a way to get music out to the country and radio stations were desperate for it and record companies, RCA, would record these people. They'd come to radio stations and record them and that caused it to scatter across both the country and eventually the world as more people bought record players and bought records and they heard all this really neat country music. At the same time, we talked about how things started to split a little and Woody Guthrie started going in that direction of folk and politics and protest. And that comes back in the 1960s. So that's kind of a neat time because you've got groups like the Birds trying to extend that original folk rock sound but by that time, folks who actually were really deep into country music hadn't followed that split all the way. They'd stuck more with the, the Cowboys and the Gene Autry and some of the classic country sounds. So they didn't necessarily care for the hippies with the folk rock that they were trying to do. In fact, there's a story about the birds playing the Grand Old Opry and they don't get to finish their set because people are booing them and jeering them. So there you go. <laughs> Let's see, maybe I have something else to play for you while we're waiting. Here we go. This is great. This is actually from 1937, and this is one that Steve and I both found, and it is Bob Willis and his Texas Playboys doing Blue Yodel One. I'll go ahead and play this for you.
Isn't that neat? You can hear just a little bit of soul and swing in that. Just the very roots of it. So yeah, Bob Willis and his Texas Playboys. Let's see if I got any notes for you. Because this was kind of, you know, this was actually the point, and you can probably hear it a little bit, because I talked about how it's got a little bit of that popular 40s sound that's coming. The subgenre started to really split out here, because you had bluegrass keeping more to those folk music roots, but pop culture falls in love with cowboys. And as a result, we've got Boogie Woogie, and we've got Honky Tonk, and we've got this Hillbilly Boogie that made guitar more of a central part, and less banjo, less harmonica, less fiddle, more guitar focus on faster rhythms, and that kind of laid the groundwork for rockabilly, which we know led to rock and roll. So I think that's where Steve was going when he wanted to start talking about rock and roll. Because right in the 1940s is where Hollywood brought us singing cowboys and yodeling cowgirls and all sorts of upbeat southern fantasy, you know, happy times and being on the farm. And then you had gospel and country and blues mixed in with swing and even jazz. So there was this dance hall fad that was called Western Swing. Western Swing. Yeah, really did happen. And I got a good example of that here with uh, <laughs> some of you will know this song. It's called Pistol Packin' Mama by Al Dexter. And I've put the last verse in here because the last verse, he's actually singing about something happening to himself when he's trying to deal with his pistol packing mama. And believe me, she is not a patient person with his shenanigans. <laughs> so here's Al Dexter from 1943 with Pistol Packing Mama. Cabaret and mother having fun Until one night she called me right And now I'm on the run Lay that pistol down, babe Lay that pistol down Pistol packing, mama Lay that pistol down Now there was old Al Dexter He always had his fun But with some lead she shot him dead His honking days are done Lay that pistol down, babe Lay that pistol down, pistol packing mama. I love that bit where he just talks about himself, and with some lead, she shot him dead. <laughs> some of you who play Fallout 4 might recognize Pistol Packing Mama being recorded by, I think it's Bob Crosby, and not Bing, but you'll hear a version of that song playing on the radio when you play that game, and if you play Fallout 4, you spend a lot of time out in the middle of nowhere, and you probably listen to the radio a lot more than you may admit. <laughs> so you'll hear that song a bunch. Hey kids, time to go for now. But don't forget, you can always find us on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and on Twitter. And you can stop by our YouTube channel, where we've put playlists together of all of the episodes and the seasons. So you can let those roll and have a lot of fun reliving your memories with the original, full versions of the songs. We also have the website, thelimeyandtheyank.com, where you can go download MP3s of your favorite songs from Amazon. We really appreciate you listening to the show. And the most important thing to us is please keep sharing with us your stories, your memories, your favorite songs. Give us feedback. Tell us how we're doing. And please do keep tuning in wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again. 